Welcome everybody to the Progressive Podcast, the podcast that will help you progress your health and fitness goals, enabling you to enjoy life more by having a healthier and more active lifestyle. I'm your host, Luke Lamont, and I'm sat with my co-host, Aaron Williams, and on today's episode, we're going to talk about things you should do if your job is predominantly office-seated or social-based. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. So Aaron, what are the common problems you see with people who have office jobs or are seated a lot, basically? So the majority of problems that I'll see with people that come into the gym and they have an office job is they tend to have poor posture, they'll have the aches and pains, so back pain, uh, hip pain, probably even a bit of knee pain as well um, and yeah and the mobility is it tends to be pretty poor to be fair um, trying to get them trying to get someone that sits down all day into a deep bodyweight squat is quite challenging for them whereas it shouldn't be it shouldn't be as challenging as what they find it um, so you tend to find in terms of like poor posture, you tend to find that they've got rounded shoulders a lot of the time, so shoulders are forward. Obviously they've got everything in front of them and most of the time it's done um, with a computer in front of them, Yeah. so everything is in front. Um, so the shoulders round forward and you'll get a curve in the upper spine. Um, also see a lot of tight hips. Yeah. So what's known as, um, I'll break it down better, but an anterior pelvic tilt. So that is just your pelvis twisting, imagine your hip bones coming forward, twisting forward. Um, and what that causes is a arch in the lower back as well, um, which can cause most of the time lower back pain. Um, so it's important that we're looking at stretching and mobilizing these these areas yeah 100 i mean you know aaron touched on some of the, the the pains there as well you know neck pain is another common one because a lot of people are staring at screens these days so their head's poking forwards you know as aaron said it with the rounded shoulders the collapsed chest and abs where it kind of comes together as one and um, it creates that that hunch in the upper back um, now we'll get onto the fixes to that later, but Aaron pretty much nailed the, the movement ones there. Um, it makes very makes our job very difficult when people like that come into the gym to coach them, doesn't it? Yeah. Because obviously getting them to squat is difficult, getting them to lunge is difficult. And it obviously it takes time to get them out of these, these tight positions. But another aspect of being in an office job or being in an environment where there's um, more more than yourself basically is it's the eating aspect as well you know people eat because they're bored if they're in the, if they're in the office you know looking at a computer all day they end up bored of eating they end up social eating because a friend might bring in some donuts or cakes or chocolates or whatever and then they go around the office and if 10 people are having them and you're the only one saying no then it's you know a lot of people find it difficult to be that only person they want to they want to you know give into conformity um, and 
join in basically, not be left out. And then you've got the people that are insecure, you know, the people that are gonna go, go on, have one, because they, they're struggling with their health and fitness, they're struggling with their fat loss. So they're gonna try and make everybody else give in to what they're doing so that they feel better about themselves. So you've got that peer pressure. And if you've got three or four people doing that to you, you know, a lot of people do give in. So it's not just the, the mobility aspect and the training aspect, there's a lot of it um, to do with nutrition and to do with like peer pressure in your social environment. Um, what we'll do in a minute is we'll get onto some things that we do with clients and stuff like that, and some things that you can take away. But I guess it's just more than meets the eye. So yeah, we'll get into the, into the strategies that people can do. So Aaron, what can people do to help with the mobility, the back pain, the posture? So something I've done in the past with a client, and <coughs> this is more on the extreme end from where this person was, is they had very rounded shoulders, couldn't do anything with the back because they had such severe back pain. So at first it was simple things like getting moving during the day. Yeah. So rather than going on a lunch break, sitting down and spending a whole, a whole day sat down then, um, I would say on your lunch break, when you've got that hour to have a break, get out, go for a walk. Yeah. Ended up going for, she'd go for about a half an hour walk. Um, and over time, over a period of a month, doing that and getting the habit of just moving throughout the day, um, managed to actually ease the lower back pain without, obviously we did some corrective exercises as well alongside it, but without the constant like corrective exercises like every single day, it was, yeah. it tended to be like, we had two sessions a week and the rest of it was on her to just move yeah. and get moving throughout, throughout the day, which helped massively. Um, a lot of the time I'll say, try and take as many like little breaks as you possibly can. Obviously some people are busier than they are, uh, than other people, so they can't actually go for like a walk to the toilet, for example, yeah, yeah, every every hour or so. Um, but as, as much as you possibly can, just get out of your seat, walk, even if you just walk to the other end of the room and back, it's just getting up and moving that little bit more. Yeah. I mean, would you say, Aaron, that people can ease the lower back pain, if not get rid of the lower back pain, by not doing any corrective exercise, but just by making those little alterations in regards to getting up and going for a walk at lunch, perhaps going for a walk before or after work and actually going to get a glass of water or going to the toilet every hour. They can definitely ease it. Yeah. Um, but it, obviously it's gonna take a little bit longer without the corrective exercises. Yeah. Um, they can definitely ease it. I wouldn't say they could get rid of it, because then you're gonna to need to lengthen the muscle as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so stretching it's gonna help. Yeah. Um, and then you're gonna to need to strengthen them once you've lengthened, yeah. lengthened it as well. So I wouldn't say completely get rid of it, but it can definitely ease it if they've not got access to something to find, like to do the corrective exercises or do the stretching if they don't know what they're doing, for example. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, 
so yeah, you know, step targets. So Aaron says, get up, go for a walk, things like that, corrective exercise. But you know, get yourself a step target, get yourself a Fitbit, step tracker, Apple Watch or whatever. Um, use your phone. And if you give yourself a step target each day, I wouldn't go straight in with 10,000. Um, I think we've mentioned a couple of these points on the previous on a previous podcast at some point anyway. Um, so get an average first over the next two weeks of what you're currently doing. If you're getting about 3,000 steps average each day, then 7,000 extra each day is gonna be nearly impossible. So you're gonna be looking at doubling your 3,000. So can you get 6,000 each day? That might require you to go for a walk after work uh, or before work or whatever, or on your lunch break, as Aaron said. And then with you getting up and down, going for a glass of water, nipping to the toilet, finding something to do every hour, I'd probably argue every half an hour, um, then that's gonna help with your step target and it's gonna get you moving more. Having these step targets as well, it can become quite addictive, whereby you wanna get that rolling, keep that run going. Ideally, step targets, I've moved away from and actually give distance targets because you can hit your steps by just moving your wrist. So you can just wave your wrist in the air and you'll get your steps. Whereas distance actually tracks the distance that you follow. So I always get my clients to track their distance rather than the steps these days. Um, five miles is roughly uh, 10,000 steps. So then it's obviously one mile is around about 2,000 steps. You'd be looking at around about a mile and a half walk each day, which if you're gonna get half a mile clocked off anyway, and then you only need to do a mile, that's gonna take about 15 minutes. So it's a 15 minute walk to get, you know, 2,000 steps, which isn't a big ask, especially if you're, you know, quite serious about wanting to change the way you look, feel, and move. Um, mobility drills, there's all sorts on YouTube, just give it a YouTube. Um, Aaron's quite clued up on the mobility and stretching side of things. I'd also put in there SMR, so self myofascial release, which is using a rumble roller, using a, a foam roller, and doing things like that, stretching the muscle out like that by putting pressure onto the muscle and getting rid of the knots. Um, and then the other sort of things as well that we do is we'd always include cardio with our clients' programs, right? So for me, I give them before the session or tell them to do it after the session. I wouldn't actually stand next to them. In some cases I have done or I do, but in most cases I don't. So cardio and weights, it's not just weight training, is it? Because obviously if you're seated all day, you want to get moving and you have got a chance to go for a walk and cardio popping in 15 minutes before gym session, PT session, you want them to do it, don't you? And then the posture strengthening exercises, corrective exercises, it'd be things like pulling movements, predominantly for the upper back. You know, as I mentioned, the head coming forwards, staring at the screen, the chest collapsing down, the abs caving in and stuff. You want to be doing a lot of pulling movements and um, core movements as well, core stability exercises, just to help strengthen that stomach area, help strengthen that middle back. Yeah and it'll just help with posture. Yeah, there's so many like corrective exercises and things that are gonna help strengthen. Probably the better thing for us to do would be to say things to stay away from while you're trying to move a little bit better and get a better posture. So like things like traditional sit-ups, you see a lot of people coming in, they've got an office job, but they want, they want the washboard abs. <laughs> For the summer, okay. yeah, um, and they're doing like just sit ups after sit ups after sit ups, and then complaining about the lower back. Um, it tends to be as well most of the time people are like jamming their feet under something, whether that's a dumbbell, whether that's like a bit of a wall. I've heard like 
a, a uh, wardrobe at home they well they jam the feet under it and they're using they're using the hip flexors then more than the abs to actually to pull themselves up which if you sat down hip flexors are already short yeah and that's what's going to be causing the problems with our hips so things like that i'd stay away from um until you get to a point where your posture is better or your posture's right and where it needs to be um and then it's just doing it in moderation and not like overdoing it um and then it's the same with like pushing movements if you've got that rounded back if you hammer a push day and you're sort of half-hearted pulling day yeah if you're on like a, if you're on a split like that then you're only going to make the problem worse yeah um tighter chest uh tighter anterior delts yeah so you get it the roundness is it's only going to get worse over time so it's important i think you you normally say every three uh one one pull to every three uh one pull one push to every three pulls um, yeah, two or three. Yeah, and twice as much pulling as pushing. I say. Yeah. So sandwich a push movement with a pull movement. So you do a pull, then you do a push exercise, and then you go back to a pull. That's generally how I do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, like Aaron said there, that's one of the points I was going to make. So do twice as much pulling as you would pushing. But another little note on that, and we're kind of going off on a tangent, but I think it's relative at this minute, is you can't spot reduce. So you want to decrease the amount of fat around your stomach. Sit ups aren't going to do that. You know, it's like you're working such little muscles and you're not going to get much calorie burn, calorie burn through training that you'd be much better doing exercises you're going to get more bang for your buck, such as bigger compound movements like pulls, rowings, uh, rowing exercises, squats, deadlifts, train the legs, train the back and the big muscles. Yeah. Um, and a little note as well, you know, we've talked in the past about having staple exercises where we want to get a hinge movement. If you're coming in a, from an office job environment or you're coming from a place where your posture is not the best, you know, I'm, I've got somebody at the minute um, and I want to do a hinge movement with him, but I can't because he's just not nailing the, the, the right technique of hinging over. His back, upper back's too, too hunched, if you like. Um, so I need to strengthen that line. We need to strengthen that upper back in order for them to hinge correctly. Yeah. So as much as we want to be able to put in a squat, a hinge, a pull, a push, sometimes it's not doable. And this guy that I'm coaching, we can't do a hinge at the minute. Firstly, he's quite shy to sticking his arse out, which is basically what you've got to do, isn't it? Drive those hips backwards. And secondly, his upper back's a little bit too hunched. So you don't think that if you've listened to the previous podcast, you've got to do, 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 do. You've got to do what you can do at the current moment in time. And if you can't do certain things, you've got to work towards being able to do it. All right, cool. So. Aaron, next thing then, what do we do about the nutrition and control on the social environment and peer pressure? Um, so just being a little bit more prepared will help this massively. Um, if you're prepared and you know what you're having that day and what, you, what you're having that week, you, for example, you've brought your meals in, you've prepared your meals beforehand, you're less likely to just go out to the shop and yeah. buy whatever. Um, I can be bad for it sometimes where I'll go out to the shop, I'll be quite hungry and it's whatever catches your eye then, isn't it? Yeah. Whether that's something that is going to be healthy, if, if we're talking about like calorie-wise. Nutrient Yeah. 
whether that's going to be something low in calories or whether that's going to send send your calories up through the roof. Um, so the main thing is being more prepared for me and with my clients, with my clients that do have office jobs and um, are in that peer pressure and social environment, I find that when they are prepared, their um, rate of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Appearance? Yeah, is gonna be a lot higher and they're less likely to go and binge on anything yeah. uh, and go to the shop and just buy whatever, load of chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's so much easier to stick to your plan if the food's there with you, rather than think, oh, but I ain't going in work, because if you're hungry, you're bored, and you're fed up in work, then you've got to go to the shop and buy lunch or buy a snack. The chances are, and I'll probably put on a 90% chance that you'll probably go out and buy a chocolate bar or buy something that's higher in calories, mm. has less nutrients, rather than actually getting something that's going to be more helpful towards your goal. You're gonna so, you're gonna buy something that's seen more as like a comfort food, something that you yeah, yeah. you would go to for comfort and an energy boost as well because you're no doubt you know tired or mentally yeah. tired, so you'd be looking for that spike. So it's about being prepared, as Aaron said, preparing your meals, preparing your days in advance. And another thing that I tend to implement is people like a chocolate bar mid afternoon, and I say that's no issue, um, but let's look at everything as a whole. So are you hitting your protein intake each day? Most people struggle to and they tend not to. So I have a couple of clients have a protein bar. So it's like a chocolate bar with protein in. So it's like two birds, one stone. You're hit, helping you hit your protein intake, which is gonna retain your muscle mass. Uh, it's gonna make you feel more toned, fit, look more toned um, when you decrease the amount of fat that you've got. And it's gonna help you have that chocolate craving, kill that chocolate craving. So it's two beds, one stone. So try and implement protein bars. Maybe don't look like having them daily, but they're there as a tool. Um, I guess another point that we look at is, oh, I do anyway, is getting to the mindset of fuck everybody. You know, those people that are trying to say, oh, go and have a cake, oh, go and have a donut, this, that, and the other, trying to get you to give in to make themselves feel better. Get into the mindset of fuck everybody. You're on your journey, I'm on mine. If you're gonna do that, you're not gonna support me fuck you, get out of my life, and just, whether you say it to them or not is up to you. Um, I obviously understand that it can be quite tough to say that to somebody, but think it in your head. You know, they're trying to get you to cave in on what you want and what you need. So they're not helpful, they're not being supportive. Think in your head or think out loud, fuck everybody. This is my plan, this is my journey, and I'm on it, I'm gonna succeed. And just have that sort of mindset. No, oh, okay, I'll have one. Because you know one leads to two, two leads to three, three leads to, you know, or oh, start again on Monday. It's like, hang on a minute, it's only off two this Monday. So, you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It just, it, it spirals out of control. You know, another couple of little things that I mentioned to people is leave your money at home or leave your card at home. Um, so you're not tempted to go to the vending machine and buy something or you're not tempted to go to the shop and buy something, leave it in the car if you're too worried about leaving it at home so that then you've got to walk out the building, walk through the car park, ideally park quite far away in the car park as well. Oh, that'll help about what it before, yeah. So it's more of an effort to get to the car, which means it's more of an effort to get that chocolate bar or get that whatever. And if you do, you probably burn 
more calories than what you would have had you had it in your pocket and it's only two two yeah. seconds down the hallway or whatever. And another thing as well, find relatable people in work. So if, are there are other people that are on a similar journey to you in work. If so, get pally with them, talk about your journey, share what your progress is, share what you struggle with, share with each other what you're doing because that's gonna be so much better than talking about what pizza your friend sat next to you had the other week or what they're having for tea tonight and it's gonna be chip based or whatever. Talk to the people who are going, oh, okay, I'm having homemade chips that I'm cooking myself with fry like with a salad and a nice fresh piece of chicken rather than the person who's going to KFC. And if that's not doable, if those people aren't in work, find them outside of work. You know, make friends at the gym or find friends that you've got and you might not be connected with. It might be on social media, you might have a Facebook friend that's going to the gym. Just say hi, just say hello. You might not have spoken to them for 10 years, but say, hey, I've been following your stuff. I've seen that you're going to the gym quite a bit. Hope it's working out for you. I too am going to the gym. I'm loving it. I'm struggling with this, whatever. I just try and find a little pathway to connect and then start talking. Things become a little bit easier and you've got that support network. Yeah. Alternatively, get a coach, you know? Then you can talk to coaches. Coaches talk to lots of different people because we've got different clients, different struggles, different areas of strengths. And then we can get everything off everybody and give the relevant information to each individual. And you never know, if you all come into a session with a coach, you might then meet the person before and you might meet the person after. You get pally with them and then all of a sudden you've got two new mates and you can just have a little chat with them in the changing rooms, blah, blah, blah. I've got a couple of clients that connect like that yeah. and then, you know, they have a laugh and stuff. So it helps massively. Um, adding on to that, I've got a couple of clients that actually at work, they have their own like weight loss club. Yeah, so probably not the best name. Yeah, but like it's sort of a they look at they are obviously everyone's goal in this like little group is to lose weight. Um, and there is people there will be people where you work, even if there isn't anything like that at the moment that have the same goal as you, whether that's to lose a little bit of weight, whether that's to move a little bit better. Um, if you can if you can find them and you could set up a group or something, yep. um, you're going to help <coughs> keep each other accountable and it's less likely that we're going to, you're going to have that peer pressure from the other people that are trying to get you to have like the cake and stuff because you've got people around you then that have got similar goals. Yeah. Um, so even if you don't have that in work at the moment, there probably will, more, more than likely anyway, will be someone in your place of work that has a very similar goal to what you've got. Yeah. So, like we said about finding relatable people, um, there probably will be some people in work. It doesn't have to be in the gym. Yeah, 100%. Just out of context on what I just said then about not the best name, just in case that individual is listening or just in case you're thinking of starting one. The reason why I said weight loss club is because there's, then there might be too much pressure on losing weight when we just want progress. So maybe call it, without making it sound like you're uh, endorsing us, but progress club or something like that. So as long as you're prog progressing each week, or it could be fitness club or health club or whatever, um, just so that there's not too much social pressure on losing weight. Yeah. Because you might have lost quite a few inches that week, but you might not have lost weight. And with it being weight loss club and you've not lost weight, but you've lost inches, there's gonna be a lot on the effort and lose weight. But that doesn't matter if you still lost inches, you still improved. You may have got fit, you may have got healthy, you may have adhered to your diet a lot better this week. So there's just a the little tweak, so 
nothing wrong with weight loss club if it works for you and it works for the people within it then that's fine but for you know for some people it's not going to work so i just wanted to add a little bit of context to that one there right we've sort of got to the end of our notes anyway aaron have you got anything else to add to what we've not currently said no i think we've covered everything nailed everything on me yeah cool right guys um that's going to be the end of the podcast then so i just want to say thank you for listening um, we've had some great feedback these past couple of weeks. Um, apparently, as well, one part of feedback was that we're not sharing it enough on socials. So we need to do that more. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll make a note of doing that. So if you do see it and you like it, please give it a like, please give it a comment, because that boosts it up and more people will see it that way. And not only that, we're asking two more things. Number one is can you share it on social media if you see us post? And number two, if you'd be so kind to go and leave us a review, because that'll help us in the iTunes chart, get higher up and help more people if they uh, choose to listen to us. Um, so that will be all for this week. Um, so we'll tune in next week with a new episode. Uh, keep your questions coming because we will do a Q&A at some point and we do want topics for future episodes. And the last thing, remember, make being progressive a habit.